this week on Erotic Awakening, Red and Black, Mini Scenes, and Forget to Remember and Remember to Forget. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week, patron supporters received bonus content from Dawn about her reflections on the accident from the perspective of a follower. As well as early access to the podcast, a free version of the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit, free ebook, exclusive chat, member-only Discord access, and other content. For as little as $5 a month, you can help support the show and get an ever-expanding list of bonus content. Head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening today and thank you to our latest supporters mike and lisa thank you welcome aboard hi don hi dan today on the podcast we are going to be speaking with bueller and liz who are part of a new movie it's called red and black it's a classy sun sexy fun heist movie where a member of the heist crew happens to be a Thin Fatale Dominatrix. Ooh. It is actually a pretty interesting premise, and I really like the fact that instead of just using that as part of the hook, they've actually got a lot of brought in people that were involved in the BDSM scene so that it would be somewhat, what do you call it? Uh, realistic. Yeah. Awesome. Realistic. That's always a plus. And we'll hear about that in just a moment. But first on, you and I have been crazy, double crazy busy. Indeed. Living in a hotel, shopping for a new RV, moving every week or so. When things are crazy like that, we don't really have time to put together full-blown scenes. That is true. So what would you recommend for somebody in, in that kind of a situation to do mini scenes so that you, even though you can't take that full hour or two hours to set aside and build some big scene, what are some good ideas for 10 minutes, quick mini scenes? Ooh, there's a lot of ideas that we can use, right? A quick mini spanking, except we're in a hotel. So it would have to, the first thing that popped into my head was a spanking with a plastic spoon. It's stingy, and it wouldn't have a lot of noise. Or like we teach a spanking with fingertips, mm -hmm. right? I love fingertip spanking. So anything like that, I mean, shit, throw me over the bed and fuck me, right? That's always a good one for me. I think that uh, a hair-pulling scene where you just focus on hair-pulling for 10 minutes. Absolutely. Um, a little hypno scene, a little anything with pokey, proddy, pinchy things. <laughs> yeah, I I think the, the, the reality of it is you just don't, I mean, there's some types of scenes that we would avoid if we wanted to keep it to a mini scene. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen some really intricate shibari that you're not going to break out the rope, set it up, do the tying, and break it all down in that 10-minute range. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things like that, right? Like wax play. Mm -hmm. or... Though we've done little mini cupping scenes before. But right. Even that's still a lot of stuff, right? But you could do a quickie. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of wax play, those little, or fire cupping, the little plastic plunger cups are pretty quick and easy mm -hmm. to put together, right? Mm -hmm. Flogging in general, although you're going to spend a little bit of that 10 minutes mini scene time just doing the warm up. Certainly, you can get a good flogging in, in 10 minutes, enough at least to get both people, get their endorphins up a little bit. We actually used to do this. If you remember our first apartment, we actually used to do mini scenes all the time, and they were quiet mini scenes. You had like a pair of chopsticks mm -hmm. next to the bed and could just 
on my boobies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a nice little mini scene. Or you can do, you know, just some little nipple torture or something, you know, clothespins, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, mm -hmm. the only trick with your mini scenes is to don't forget the warm up. It's going to be shorter, perhaps, and it might be a little less. <laughs> yes, yes. The new pulling thing that you just bought mm -hmm. for, for the nipples. Yeah, we and went. It was like straight to the. <laughs> right. Uh, you're talking about those those heavy duty pins, and yeah, that your nipples did not appreciate that. Not at all, and which is weird because I'm at least used to be really heavy into pain, and these were just like, nope. And Dan's like, I don't hear a red. I'm like, red, red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anything that you can do with a minimum of warm-up. The trick is don't get trapped into the thinking of, oh, we've only got 10 minutes. And you and I are very guilty of this. We've mm -hmm. only got 10 minutes, so let's not bother. Yeah. You know, instead say, hey, we got to do it, flip the, the script on that and say, yep, we got 10 minutes. Let's go. We got 10 minutes. Because if nothing else, it's a form of connection, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of get you out of your head and into your body. Maybe even a 10-minute makeout scene. Mm. You can even go into the back of the car and try and live, relive some days of your youth. That would be fun. Our back of our car is full of things we need to live with right now. Yes. <laughs> if you've not heard the adventures and misadventures of our former home that was an RV... You'll just have to listen to some back episodes. And <laughs> don't feel like reliving it again right now. Or become a patron and read my version of And my happened. version of that, <laughs> which is version. a little bit different for some reason. <laughs> or you could just run into us at one of the upcoming events that we have in Texas, Toronto, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago, Tulsa, or Minnesota. Indeed. Keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout-out, like Mike and Lisa from Kansas. QSD from New Zealand. Leslie from Virginia. Alan from France. Emily from Texas. Julia from Tennessee. Slave Slut Patty from Florida. And Lady Heidi from Virginia. I have a feeling that QSSD in New Zealand is mm -hmm. actually a location, not a name. That's that more than likely. Yes. yes but, but that's kind of neat. To, people can identify however they want, I think. Exactly. So, but that's kind of neat to have uh, two international ones as well. So, but we're more than likely to actually meet our our United States ones. <laughs> we shall see how that, th well, with the RV, that's 100% correct. Indeed. Head over to eroticawakeningtoday.com and subscribe. And there you go, Don. Are we getting into the interview? We are, though I did want to point out that on our Discord, our Discord channel. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> we do like to throw out there a question of the day. And the newest one, and we don't have any answers yet, this is the newest one. So if you have any answers for this, feel free to join our Discord and give it a try. So the question is, as a follower, so as a submissive, as a lowercase letter, how do you work through the fears that get in the way of following? What tips and tricks do you use to push through the fears? So we actually had someone ask us this, and some people think that following is just super easy. It's not always super easy. We've given up a lot of control, and sometimes there's fears involved with having somebody else in charge, right? So how do we get through those fears? And you know what's funny? See the word on my arm for today? What is the word for your arm today? Courage. Well, good. You know why? 
because we're out buying an RV and <laughs> I have to have courage to just let that shit go because you're going to be making the decisions. Good point. <laughs> courage, confidence, faith. All that stuff. A lot of people coming into the lifestyle are familiar with BDSM and the environment from either Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever version of CSI has that femdom on it. Fortunately for us, a new movie is coming out that is going to give us a little bit different perspective as well as be an actual enjoyable movie. I'm fortunate today on the podcast, I am joined by Bueller, the writer and producer of this new movie, and Liz, the intimacy coordinator. First off, guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having, seriously, thank you. Well, when <laughs> I heard about the new movie, and it's called Red and Black, it does look like an opportunity to see something new in the, that does reflect some of the kink community, but still actually not just be a salacious movie about just the kink community and an actual, well, let's say an actual movie. I want to start <laughs> off by asking you, Liz, what your role on the movie is. I see your title is Intimacy Coordinator, but I don't really know what that means. And my you thoughts about it are probably way off. So tell me what an Intimacy Coordinator is. <laughs> You are not alone. Not a lot of people know what an NMC coordinator is because it is a very new field. Previously, if a film or a television show or theatrical production had simulated sex or sexual violence or kink, it was just sort of a fend for yourself kind of a situation. And then around 2017 and Harvey Weinstein, the entire industry said, we have got to do this differently. So my job kind of has two main sort of pillars of what I do. The first is choreography, is that I'm there to help tell people this is, you know, how about this tempo? What, let's, what happens if you put your hand here? Let's do this. And the other pillar is all of the consent work and care around that choreography. So part of my job is also checking with the actors, helping them to communicate their boundaries, to feel confident about the work that they're doing, to help establish consent, to establish check-ins, and then to also establish closure afterwards. So there's actually kind of a little bit of overlap in my job between like some of the work I'm doing as an intimacy coordinator is also the work that dominants have been doing for decades of checking in and helping guide scenes and caring for folks afterwards. And this does indeed lead a to me an air of intimacy, intimacy, an air of legitimacy to all this, because we've got aspects like consent, like check-ins, like aftercare, which are staples of the BDSM community. Bueller, you are the writer and producer of this, and it's not from what I'm reading about the description so far. There's more to it than just it being about the BDSM, but it certainly does include many BDSM and sensual aspects. Tell me about the movie overall. Tell me about Red and Black and not only what it is, but how you what brought you to decide, I, I want to make a movie like this. So I love heist movies. These have been my comfort movies since I was a kid. And I have always wanted to make one myself and realized recently that I actually could pull one off for a reasonable amount of budget. And so Red and Black is a sexy, classy, fun 
glamour heist and the tradition of Ocean's Eleven, Now You See Me, Leverage, and the Thomas Crown Affair. It's, uh, it, it is all spectacle and all style with very little substance because the movie is fun and cool at all costs and it is an absolute blast so far. Fantastic. And why, so in movies like that, and I've seen many of those movies that don't have a BDSM aspect, why bring that in? That has a long and convoluted answer, but the very short answer is because I wanted it to be sexier. And I knew I could have vanilla sex, but like, I didn't want to focus on, I didn't want to focus on scandal. I wanted to focus on the intimacy and the sensuality of the moment. I wanted to focus on the connection between the femme fatale dominatrix member of the heist crew and the mark. I wanted to focus on how much fun the femme fatale was having doing these sensual acts instead of just focusing on how to make this just porn. And also because this is just something I love. And I wanted to throw the things I love into this movie. <laughs> now I see that I think... you're bringing in experienced kinksters to help with a variety, to not just help with the acting, acting and the intimacy aspect of it. But my understanding is you've got they get a hand in the writing and the directing as well. Tell me more about that. What do experienced kinksters coming into this lead to the movie? Yeah, so I've been in the community for gosh four or five years now you'd be surprised how much of a community there is in, in utah but also <laughs> because because i'm part of the community because these are my friends every once in a while i'll reach out to a friend and say hey this is not my area of expertise during let's say a wax scene what are the things that make it look sexy to you? What shots can I include? What reactions are the things that you're really looking for that make you go, oh, yes, that's hot. And every once in a while, I'm reaching out to a friend to ask, okay, so is th does this actually feel representative of you? Like, sure, I'm, I'm part of the community, but that doesn't mean that my thoughts and my experiences are going to represent everyone okay fair enough liz do you have you had an, have you been while you're involved in this have you ever had to say okay everybody just stop this does this feels like actors acting instead of people reacting to an intimate situation or just say hey you guys calm down a little bit this is just a film you're obviously enjoying this too much <laughs> You know, it's funny, making movies is not nearly as glamorous as watching movies. But one of the things that I have found is that if you do all of the kind of consent work surrounding, you know, if you have check-ins, if you have expectations really clearly beforehand, there, I, I personally have never been in a situation where I, I have had to say, hey, let's calm down <laughs> because everyone already has very clear expectations at the very beginning of, okay. of how this is going to go and what needs to happen. It is, it is part of my job if that were to happen where I would just say, hey, let's just take five. Let's take a minute and, and just reset and check in with ourselves and uh, go from there. Okay. 
fair enough. All right. Well, I got one last question and I'm going to ask each of you individually. And Liz, I'm going to start with you. Has there been anything that's happened during this movie that you've been watching or been involved in or been introduced to that you've said, wow, I'm going to work that into my bedroom. That's something that's actually maybe I haven't interacted with before or seen before. That's well, wow, that's really interesting. I'm going to go home and try this. And I don't mean the part where they have a big heist. I'm thinking more of the BDSM aspect. <laughs> right. I have decided that I am going to now rob a bank. That is <laughs> uh, no. So because this film is so collaborative, because we're still creating a lot of things, we have not filmed some of these scenes yet. But in writing them, one of the things that I that I am really aware of and really want to tune into kind of in my own life is to just lean more into sensuality, into sensation. That's one aspect in the BDSM scenes that the way that they're written, it really focuses on the character's sensory experiences. And so much of kink is is about that. A lot of kink is also about power. It's about so many things. But the thing that I've really been struck by in working on this movie is the need or a desire to just be more aware of how things feel on my skin. That's pretty hot, actually, but that's fine. Bueller, <laughs> uh, <laughs> same question. Is there anything that's come into the movie that you've said, wow, I've got a legitimate interest in this. I didn't even know it was a thing. Isn't that's pretty hot kind of the point? Yeah, I've never done some of the things in the movie. I've done some of them, but not others. And while I'm writing the scenes, every once in a while, I'm like, okay, this isn't even my kink, and I think that's hot. Which <laughs> is kind of what I say, okay, that's when the scene was written correctly. In particular, there's a Shibari scene that's around like 45-ish minutes into the movie that talking with people who are really into Shibari in the community may help me to focus on like, the feeling of the rope on the skin or the art and the beauty of Shibari. And sorry, there was a background noise there. Made me focus on the feeling of the rope on my skin or the art and the beauty of Shibari and made me think, I, I kind of want to try that someday. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, it sounds like this is going to be a, not just a sexy movie, but also a fun movie. I love what I'm hearing about it so far. Where can my listeners go to hear more about the movie Red and Black? Yeah, so the best link to go is allmylinks.com slash movie. That's going to get you everything from TikTok to the Indiegogo campaign where you can help us fund it so we can make the movie to oh gosh, updates and merch and the upcoming website and really cool other really cool outside content. Very cool. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate you being on the show today. I'm looking forward to seeing this movie and I hope that you have a ton of success with it. Thank Thanks you so much for so having much. us. So Dawn, any tentacles this time around? did have a few tentacles so i got a feeling there's only so many tentacles out there but they keep but finding they them they keep finding them so minotaurus sent me a picture of this beautiful stuffed octopus that they saw at cabela's 
So it was nice and red and things like that. You know, maybe I should have bought an octopus instead of my stuffed unicorn <laughs> that I got from the cruise ship. I need to take a picture of her and put her on Instagram. You her do. Name, her name is Cupcake, by the way. And she rode around with me. Sorry, I just jumped into Cupcake instead of tentacles. <laughs> but she rode around with me. I got some giggles from people driving alongside of me mm-hmm. because I put her on my cooler. I put the cooler in the passenger seat of the truck <laughs> and put her on top of the cooler and then seat belted her in. And she's this fat stuffed unicorn with her tongue sticking out. She's so cute. So, but anyway, but I also got tentacles. So Mintara sent me the stuffed octopus from Cabela's. And Enigma sent me the tentacle porn, which is the the gal getting fucked by tentacles, and it's all wet and juicy. And <laughs> and then Minotaurus did not leave you out. Okay. He sent you Elvira salt and pepper shakers. So it's Elvira <laughs> and her boobs come out. One's a salt shaker and one's a pepper shaker. So I did see that one. That was pretty cool. <laughs> terrific. That was awesome. So indeed, tentacles. Speaking of uh, Instagram, not only will you find uh, a complete lack of Dawn's breast, but you'll, you will find places that we've been parking, events we've been up to, and apparently pictures of a big fat unicorn. Indeed. There is one picture of my booby out there. Is there? You said booby singular? I did booby singular because we were at disc golf, remember? Mm-hmm. And, and no one was around, so I pulled my boob out and put my fingers over my nipple and voila, a picture of a boob. I'm sure that will be viral <laughs> on the Instagram. We shall see. And take a moment to support the podcast. Radio Sonopa Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen. <laughs> you know what, folks? Don't bother to rate us on Stitcher. It's dead. Oh, yeah. we I just learned that today, too. So you can rate us on all of those things or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us on FetLife as Dan and Dawn. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>